Welcome back to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast, a.k.a. the NFC. Now, this is our special edition of the Basketball Insider podcast. A couple things I want to get out of the way. I want to talk about our social media. You can hit, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, at NFC Podcast. You can hit me up on social media, slide my DMs and all that good stuff, at Alex underscore Meacham, M-E-A-C-H-A-M. Next week, we'll be back with a normal uh, podcast, our NFC with Glenn and Mario and all our goofy pop culture topics. But today is specific with our Basketball Insider, and we have another special guest. He'll be our third special guest on the Basketball Insider podcast. He's a senior at Marymount High School, just finished up his career, had a brilliant high school career, and plans to go and play in college, which we'll talk about. I'd like to bring in guard, scoring guard, Ooh. kind of the, God, we're going to talk about some of these big games, man. You're like a big game scorer. <laughs> I'd like to welcome in Charlie Tripp. How you doing, Charlie? I'm all right. I'm all right. Good. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Now, you're the third guest, man. You've got a lot to live up to because we had Ryan Reedy from McNick. He's tough. Drew Huxtable from Anderson. He's just as tough. And now Charlie Tripp from Marymount High School. It's a good trio right there. That's good backcourt. I'm tell you what, man. That's the triple threat right there. Yeah, yeah. So I always tell you, and I joke with you, you're the king of Marymount. I know. I don't know about if that's true. Man. You're the king of the Marymount area. Whenever I go to Marymount, I drop your name. <laughs> I told you this. I go to Graders. I get a free scoop of ice cream. For anybody that's listening out there, go to Marymount Graders and drop Charlie Tripp's name. You will get a free scoop of ice cream. Not guaranteed. I mean... You gotta give her a smile or something. Something more than just Charlie Tripp. You gotta do a little more. Than gotta that. give her a little, little wink. Yeah. A little wink and nod. Yeah. That's when the, you get the whipped cream. Yeah, get the, all the mixins. Yeah. <laughs> all the mixins? Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about your career. When we had Ryan Reedy on here, we talked a little bit about his kind of transformation as a player, going from being a freshman to a senior and what it took mentally for him to be prepared game in and game out as a senior to compete. And really, Ryan's situation was unique. He played varsity, and he started varsity, I want to say, you know, midway through his freshman year. So he was always a part of the varsity team. So take us through your situation from freshman, sophomore, junior, leading into this great senior year you've had. Well, yeah, um, I mean, I started out as a freshman, cocky, thought I was just God's gift to basketball. Yep. Got stuck on the freshman team, as I should have been. Right. Um, so I came out, had a great first couple games. We beat Turpin as a freshman on the freshman team. Um, was playing a little JV, playing a little freshman. And then about halfway through the season, I think uh, exactly halfway, I got called up to varsity. So I was playing two quarters, three quarters varsity, and then the rest on JV. And I wasn't really, I mean, my biggest contribution to that team uh, was practice. I mean, I went hard in practice. I tried to challenge the older guys. And, I mean, that team had a tough year. They had five wins, Varsity did. So they were really struggling. They were looking for anyone to give them a spurt anyway um, possible. So I just came in, tried to do my job and help the team on practice. Um, I remember by the last two games of the season, we played Madeira at home. And... I think it was like a 10-point game. They threw me in there. I'm shaking. I'm sweating. Uh-oh. I'm nervous, you know. Uh-oh. I'm freaking out. Uh, I came in, had quick eight points, though. 
Nice. That was probably the highlight of my freshman year, yeah. So that was a great moment. A star is born, yeah. right there. Right there, that was a great moment. And then actually the following, the next game, we go to Taylor. Okay. We're going back and forth with Taylor that game. Um, and it's a one-point game. And we had the ball out of bounds with about a second left. For some reason, he calls my name, puts me in. They throw, so the play was designed to go to Joey Cromer. Okay. But they threw it to me. I caught it with about a second left, chucked it for the win, missed it. I mean, airballed it. So <laughs> that was about all that happened freshman year. Yeah. So, I mean, ups and downs. They threw, but up. they threw you in the fire, though. <laughs> yeah, you had I an mean, opportunity. Yeah, I had a chance to be. Right? I mean, you could have been a star. You really would have been a king of America. That would have been something else, huh? I could have got two scoops of ice cream yeah, if I, I dropped your neck. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. So then sophomore year, um, was on varsity. Once again, cocky as hell. Thought I was going to be something special. Yeah. Um, started probably the first, I mean, half of this season, I probably started most of the games. Then we go to Felicity Franklin. I, I broke my thumb. Okay. So I was out for the next three or four <clears throat> weeks. Um, I was averaging like five points at the time. Came back. Wasn't the same. It was my shooting hand. Wasn't the same. Didn't play great. And then that was into that season. How'd you break it? Uh, going for a loose ball which doesn't happen very often for me. You dove on the floor? I did dive on the floor. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, just The, just the one time. The, the one, one time, of course. The one time I do it. <laughs> break my thumb. So, we had, we went, I think we had 11 wins that year. So, okay. once again, just an average year. Okay. Um, so, then that summer, I really worked on my great game a lot. Um, knew I had to step up my game because I really didn't have anything to show for the last two years. So then going into my junior year, I knew we had a decent team. We had two 6'5 guys. Anytime you have a size in high school, you're going to have a shot. Um, and so I just came out of the gate shooting well, um, attacking the basket, had a couple good games. Um, we were like, I don't know, 12 and 2, 12 and 3. Then I went down with an ankle injury in warm-ups before the Wyoming game. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. You got hurt in warm-ups. In warm-ups. Can you take us through this? Yeah, I mean, it's just your typical. I've, I've heard of players getting hurt in warm-ups before. Yeah. So I want to hear your specific story. I mean, your typical star drill, Marymount warm-ups, we're passing around, you go pass to the corner, go to the corner, you know. Yeah. Come yeah. in for a layup. Yep. I come in for a layup, there's a guy underneath the hoop, come down on his foot, ankle turns, and that was that the rest of my season. Um, now, what does your coach say? Oh, he was hot. He was hot at the guy whose foot was on the, underneath the basket. Yeah, he was not happy. And I guess we ended up losing that game to Wyoming, who, I mean, Lon That's, Grayson, Evan Prater. Yeah. I mean, they had They, had they won the league that year, right? They won the league that year. They were tough. Yeah. We lost by, like, 50. Wow. Like, not, not joking, 50. Yikes. And we were, I mean, we weren't bad. We were 12-2, and 12-4. A 50-piece. 50. Woo! So I didn't come back until... Um, tournament game against okay. Goshen. I mean, that was crazy. We were up 15 or 20 and going to halftime, something like that. They go, we end up losing by 10 to Goshen, a team we beat earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. So that was just. That's tough. That was a terrible way to go out. Um, it was just a tough way to go out. So that was junior year. Um, and that leads to the big senior year you've just yeah. had. So let me ask you a couple questions before we before I let you dive into that. So knowing that <clears throat> this is your last year, um, what was your preparation going into that? What were the things you felt like you needed to work on? Because you're a leader, mm. you know, as a senior. And you, you could have been a leader as a junior, but as a senior, this is your last year. 
so very important. You look at the Bearcats, Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, Gary Clark this year is, um, he's not very, he's not like a overly vocal guy, but he's the leader of that Bearcat basketball team, right? And he knew that going from his junior and senior year, he had to really step his game up, and he did that. There were things that he brought to the table night in and night out. And you did that a lot this year. I mean, you were the leader and you brought, we're going to talk about some of these big games where you really, really brought, brought it, but what was that, what was that off season like leading into your senior year? Well, yeah, I mean, I came into my freshman year with a lot of goals as a basketball player. I mean, I want to do this, this, and this before I graduate Marymount. And uh, up to my junior year, I hadn't really accomplished many of those goals. I mean, I was second team all conference as a junior and that's not really where I wanted to be. So I knew, I mean, we lost a lot. Um, we lost a lot of seniors mm -hmm. that year. So I knew, I mean, people were looking to me. They're going to look to me to score, to right. facilitate. I mean, just to be a leader, like you said. So I really just got after it in the gym and worked on the things that I really needed to work on. Um, playing with Shining Stars helped a lot, getting around a lot of people who had yep. similar skill sets to me where I had to, I mean, I mean, separate myself from those guys. I mean, a lot of them can shoot. A lot of them can go out, create their shot off the dribble. So I had to separate myself just in order to play on that team. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a lot of... Uh, a lot of conditioning, a lot of skill work, um, and just getting ready, that mindset ready to be to know like night in night out, I have to contribute and do my part for the team. Right, so. right. So let's talk about this senior year. All right, you had two monster games. Statistically, those were some of the biggest games um, of the year of of any player. You know, there were some other some other kids scored in the 30s, and I think. Uh, Terry Durham from Woodward had a 40-point game recently, but you had a 36-point game and a 32-point game. So what's, what's it feel like going into those, those games? What was the difference? And did you feel a difference in those 36-point game, the 36-point game, the 32-point game? Did you feel a difference in your preparation or the feeling that night? Or was it just any other game and it just the ball was falling? I mean, as far as preparation goes, I treat like any other game. I mean, it wasn't like it was a huge game. We were playing Finneytown. I think one was on, one was on a Tuesday night maybe. Or no, they were both on Fridays. But I mean, just another game. Um, I go out there, start hitting some shots. I mean, as soon as I get a shot or two going, it's like the whole basket opens up. Everything. Right. My eyes get big and yeah. bug-eyed. You know, I get <laughs> all excited. Yeah. Make a couple shots. So, kept attacking. My teammates were doing a great job. It's fine. Me, I was open. So. I mean, it just kind of worked out like that. And your coach? Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he's all for it. I mean, if someone makes a shot, he's keeping them in. It doesn't matter if the last guy on the bench or uh, me. He's keeping them in. If he makes a shot, go ahead, shoot again. So yeah. Coach Leon does a great job with that. Yeah, Coach Leon is a historical coach. I mean, he's been around the game of basketball for a long time and longtime head coach of Woodward High School. And when I was growing up, Woodward High School was a powerhouse. Right. And he was the leader of that powerhouse back in oh, the yeah. day. I mean, he coached some great, great players. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'd be interested to hear what he says about you. Well, I mean, he, he's a legend. We, I mean, we hear the stories all the time about oh, the yeah. Woodward boys. Mm -hmm. Damon Flint, uh, man. What did he tell you about Damon Flint? Because I'm going to tell you about Damon Flint. I mean, he told me he just flat out <laughs> play. I mean, you didn't, need to tell him, you didn't need to tell him to, I mean, pick it up. I mean, every night he could just play. And he was, roll, I mean, Coach Leon always says that at Woodward, just roll the balls out. Let them play because they would just go, go, go. Yeah. Damon Flint, 
McDonald's All-American. Right. I'm sure you, you've heard that. Right, yeah. He was, and he was one of those ahead-of-his-time guys. He was a big guard that could see over the defense. He could shoot the three. He was left-handed. Um, he didn't play he didn't play like super fast. He had a very um and he didn't play slow. It was it was it was very um he had a purpose to everything he did. He was a very interesting player. I wish you could have had a chance to see him play, but coach Leon coached some great players at Woodward and definitely coached a great one in you mm-hmm. and uh, at Marymont. So so with those, that, that 32-point game and the 36-point game, you treated it just like any other game. Both games are against Finneytown? Both against Finneytown. Poor Finneytown. They don't want to ever see you again. <laughs> they probably will attend your graduation to, to make sure you're leaving. Right, right. Yeah. So um, now what was your lowest output this year? Well, I mean, I think I had, I think I had two really low, low games. Uh, one, the first one being at Madeira. I mean, a, that's a big rival, right? Huge rivalry. I, yeah. mean, I hate them. I do not like Madeira. <laughs> I hate them. But uh, they're all they're all good guys, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It's just a yeah. It's yeah, a high school. I don't want to lose to them. Um, yeah, they just I couldn't get anything going. Two for twelve, I think. Four points, six points, something like that. Okay, so what what is the difference between that game and the Finneytown game? Obviously, Madeira's better than no disrespect to Finneytown, but obviously they're they're a better team. Yeah. Correct. Right, right. But what was there any difference in your mentality that game, or was it just you were playing better competition? Well, I think sometimes a lot, of, a lot of that has to do with the mental side of it. Okay. So you know, I mean, before a Madeira game, you're jacked. I mean, you're all excited, you got everything going. But before a Faintown game, I'm more loose. I'm ready to just go out there and have a good time. And against Madeira, it's kind of like I'm all tight and all tense. You know, yeah. I'm ready to play. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. It's definitely a different mindset between those two games. But yeah. So since you've been playing varsity for so long, your senior year, did you get nervous a lot before a game? Yeah, there were definitely, I mean, Deer Park at home. I had, I had the butterflies, big crowd. Undefeated Deer Park. Undefeated Deer Park. I mean, we had, we had the place rocking, had a 6 nothing lead. Oh, my gosh. Was that, that, was, that was fun. This was at Deer Park? Didn't you the six, oh, this was home when you yeah, had the 6-point yeah, yeah. lead. Okay. 6-0. Start Six again. Oh, I come down, wide open three, brick. So I mean, we could have gone nine zero. Could have been nine nothing <laughs> on Deer Park at home. Yeah. Kind of on the ropes. Yeah. Didn't work out like that. So, but yeah, there are definitely some games where I'm a little nervous, a little butterflies. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the reason I asked you this question is because Michael Jordan. I was reading one of Michael Jordan's books, and he talks about being nervous. And people look at Michael Jordan, you say, oh, he's the greatest basketball player of all time, right? Um, you, you think that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I, I was worried you might say LeBron, and then we'd have to argue for 20 minutes. Um, so, <laughs> but but Michael Jordan uh, said it was a book about his comeback uh, to basketball. Uh, this was the this was the later years, and Michael eventually retired. It's back when he played with the Wizards, mm-hmm. and so he was talking about that experience. And someone asked him, one of the media people asked him when do you know it's time to retire? And for a lot of players, you retire because of injuries. Your body just can't do the things you used to do. But Michael said something totally different. He said, I know it's time to retire because I'm not getting nervous before every game. Hmm. And people were like, 
wait a minute, you get nervous? Right. He goes, I get butterflies and I'm nervous before every single game. He said, it was like that during all the championships. He says, and I said to myself, when that stops, I'm finished. And that stopped happening when he played with the Wizards. Yeah. And I always found that to be very interesting because I will often ask a, a kid, a high school player, you know, are you nervous for the game or are you nervous? No, 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 I'm good, I'm good. And sometimes I feel like they're trying to, you know, be cool and all that, but there's, there's nothing wrong because a lot of times, like, you, you put in a lot of work. When you prepare for something, you want to perform well because right. of all the preparation that's led up to that. So there's nervousness that, that all that preparation, is that going to go to waste? I need to make sure I perform. Mm -hmm. So... I, I totally get that, and mm -hmm. I, I respect that you're honest in, in answering that question. That there are games you get nervous, like the Deer Park. I mean, there's big crowds. Right. And I think the cool thing about your guys' league, um, the CHL, there, there's so many games that you have that are, um, that are rivalry games with whether it's uh, Madeira, and obviously everybody was gunning for, for Deer Park. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's definitely, it's kind of a, a cool league, I think. Right. You agree with that? Yeah, yeah. So what, what's the most, obviously you had a 32-point game and a 36-point game, as I said a couple times, but what's your most memorable game? Well, I don't think it happened this year. I think it happened last year at home against Madeira. Um, I mean, it was just a back-and-forth game. I think I only had like 14 points, but it was just a fun way to win and at home. And I always remember that one probably. Nice. Is there a game on the other end of the spectrum that was bad that you'll never forget? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, last year, again, uh, against Taylor at their place, I had the weasel chance going every time I got the ball. <laughs> weasel. We, you know. You know. Now why would they pick on you and call you the weasel? I don't know. That was a little hurtful. Uh, does, that, does, that, does that stuff bother you? It didn't this year, but last year, last year got to my head. I went, I think, 0 for 10. The, the weasel chance really got you. I think that, yeah. So why, why'd they get you? Were you like, man, do I really look like a weasel? No, it's like, <laughs> I got the ball and I heard him chanting, like, it's going to me? That's towards me? And I was like, what did I do? Yeah. And then it kind of got to my head after that. Mm -hmm. Started missing and then it was, it was over after that. But you adjusted, like, you, that didn't yeah. affect you. No, yeah, I, I think I had like, 10 rebounds, like five assists that game. So I did, I did other things. Yeah. But. Now let's talk about um, goals. And you, you said this before, you know, you had goals your freshman year that you had set for long term with, with high school basketball. And I assume one of those goals was to make a nice run in mm -hmm. a tournament in the postseason. And unfortunately, you guys never did mm -mm. Um, your whole career. Now this, this, last, this last year of all the four years, this last year seems like this would be the year that you make a run, correct? Yeah. And you, you guys didn't do that. Now, who'd you guys lose to? Cincinnati Country Day. CCD, okay. Mm -hmm. um, how'd that feel? And I don't mean to pull back, you know, bad emotions again, but I mean, how'd that feel that game ended and you're like, man, we never, during my four years, we never won a playoff game? Yeah, I mean, if you're not coming in your freshman year and your goal is not to win a state championship, yeah. and you don't have the right mindset. I mean, that should be everyone's goal, is to win a state championship. I agree. So, I mean, to not win a single playoff game, let alone, like, just, I mean, just one game, that hurt. That was really just 
a terrible way to go out. Coming off that floor, it wasn't really in the locker room that hit me. It was when I came off the court, like coming back to the bus, I get a big hug from some of the parents. And I was like, man, yeah. we, we never won. Yeah. Like we never won a game in the tournament. Did anybody say anything to you about that? I mean, not in a negative way. I never heard anything negative, but people were just, I mean, they felt bad for us. Cause I mean, there's five seniors, six seniors, and we all just, it just hurt, just hurt not to win. Yeah, sure. Well, I want to dive into a little bit the high school basketball tournament right now. I'm going to pull up the brackets and talk to you. And you're familiar with a lot of the teams in the city. and Yeah. Um, specifically, <clears throat> excuse me, Division III. Um, Deer Park right now is the number one seed you know, team that obviously you faced. Um, also, um, out of our area, Madeira is still in it. Uh, Purcell Marion is still in it in North College Hill. Uh, just actually, I just spoke to the North College Hill coach Shannon Miner uh, just the other day. Talked a little bit about uh, their game coming up against Bethel. They've got a good one. That's going to be a, a tough game. So, being that you know you know a lot of these teams, um, of those teams, who do you see having a, a great chance of winning it all? I mean, if Deer Park, Deer Park has to be the favorite. If the the one thing that Deer Park lacks is a true big man. I mean, they have. I think they start 5'10", 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", 6'4". I mean, but at some point, you're going to face a team that's going to have a 6'6 big who can go. I mean, he's going to be able to jump, yeah. uh, post up, back to the basket. Right. So that's their one Achilles heel if they have one, but they can play. So, I mean, they have to be the favorite, obviously, to come out of this region. But there are a lot of good teams that they'll have to go through to get there. <clears throat> yeah. If they, now, they'd play uh, Stivers. Uh, if they're fortunate enough to beat Stivers, they play the winner of uh, Ann and Purcell Marion. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. On the other side, Madeira versus Versailles. Versailles is the number one seed on that side. Mm -hmm. um, they're very talented. They have a kid uh, going to Ohio State. Right. Right. Uh, what do you think about Madeira's chances? Well, I was talking to Coach Wayne Scott, the assistant at Madeira, and he said, obviously, they're faced with a very tough task of stopping, um, I think it's Aaron's. Yep. So yep. he, I mean, they're going to have, I mean, Madeira has consistently played 2-3 zone the entire season. Yeah. And they're facing a top shooter in the nation. So they're going to have to adjust, obviously. But if anyone can do it, it's those guys. They have a great group of seniors, five guys who just love each other and can play. So if anyone can do it, I mean, Madeira can. Sure. So. Then uh, up above them, you have North College Hill. And North College Hill, just an interesting team, man. They, they've... Shannon Miner does a great job. I don't know if you know Coach Miner at all, but he does a great job with those kids, really loves them, really bought into helping them become good people on and off the court. Just excellent, excellent person. And he's got those, uh, got those kids playing well. I forget, they might have won their last something crazy, like 19 games or something right. crazy like that. I'd have to, have to look that up. And that's the thing about the tournament, Charlie, is that you might have a team that gets one, maybe two guys hot, and they just take off, and they mm -hmm. just get this unbelievable amount of confidence. Think about this. Think back when uh, Davidson had Steph Curry. Right. And Steph Curry gets going. Just took off. He started cooking. Yeah. And it was like, no who, the hell is, who the hell is Davidson? Right. Everybody's like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Couldn't stop him. We saw it before with Kimball Walker and UConn. Obviously, UConn has a lot of tradition. Kimball Walker, NBA draft pick. 
But, man, that dude was unstoppable. He led that team to not only regular season Big East champions, conference champions, and then NCAA champions. And one of the great, great runs and one-man performance that Mm -hmm. I've ever ever seen. Saw it with Carmelo Anthony Mm -hmm. at Syracuse. I don't know if you remember that, but as a freshman, uh, Carmelo just – I mean, he was unbelievable. Uh, probably some of the best basketball Carmelo's ever played consistently for for a season, um, college or NBA. In my my opinion, I think he he had a tremendous year. One of the one of the one of the top performances I can ever remember. I think Carmelo and um, and Kemba's performance were were some of the best. But back to my point, though, you just never know. You get a guy, you know, that gets hot shoots the ball well or and then everyone around them gets confidence next thing you know you're in the final four right and and somebody like you could go man we beat them in the regular season how the hell are they exactly in the final four it just works like that I don't, I don't know how to explain it just sometimes people get hot they're tough to stop once they get that mindset yep yeah. Ab- absolutely now i want to look at these other divisions here real quick so looking at division two uh, a couple schools you might be familiar with or seen play, I don't know. Um, and as I talk about, you know, definitely a, man, a player that can take over a game, a, a one-man show, Woodward High School. Yeah, Terry, Terry Durham. I and mean, it's not just Terry, because they have a great point guard, Kane Cooper, who feeds Terry and, yep. and puts him in great positions to score. But, I mean, once Terry gets it beneath the free throw line, it's over. I mean, he's going to foul. Yeah. He can get you in foul trouble. And then he's going to go to the free throw line and knock down free throws. So, I mean, he's top to guard. Grown man. Grown man. Grown man basketball. No no doubt about that. And they just beat Taft. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see um, how they do. If, if Terry and um, Coop and, and McBride, their other guard, those, those two small guards, when they get going for Woodward, man, they're, they're tough. And they're, they're playing some great basketball. Uh, head coach Jarrell Redden's doing an excellent job there. I've known Jarrell since he was in high school. And you talk about a competitor, but a really, really good dude. Um, also, in Division Two, you've got Hughes. I don't know if you have, have you seen Hughes this year? I haven't, but I, I know a couple guys on the team. Okay. They're, they're, they're number three seed, playing well, just, just beat Aiken. Um, so they're, they're doing pretty well, have a good chance there. Um, and then from there, um, I want to jump into Division One. Obviously, uh, there's been a lot of talk with Division One because of Princeton High School. I heard, I heard about the uh, the big news. Yep. So Princeton's, you know, one of their top players, Darius Baisley, who's headed to Syracuse, in their game against. Uh, this was just what night was this? This was just, I think. Friday night or something like that. I was at I was at the game. They were playing Sycamore, and one of the Princeton players drove to the basket. Okay, Darius Baisley and um, Dominic Pierce and some other kids, Gabe O'Neill, are all on the bench. Okay, so a large group of the starters for Princeton's team were on the bench. Princeton's up maybe twenty plus points third quarter. One of the Princeton players drives to the basket. Sycamore fouls him, and it looked like kind of a hard foul. Maybe pushed him a little bit to the ground. A couple people went, uh, like, you know, grumbled or whatever. But it really wasn't a big deal. And some of the Princeton kids came on the court. There were about six total Princeton kids that actually came on the court. 
some of which, from what I heard, thought it was a timeout. Um, and I believe Baisley walked over to actually help the kid that got knocked down to the floor up. So it was kind of a mixed bag of why kids were on the floor. Uh, well, one of the referees comes running over. Princeton uh, assistant coach Ryan Crone starts grabbing folks and pulling them back off the court. And um, that's when the referee ejected um, Darius Baisley and Dominic Pierce from the game. And once you're ejected, you automatically have to sit out the next two games, which is crucial for Princeton because very unfortunate. Yeah, they're they're a number two seed. Um, a lot of people think they're number they could be a number one seed easily, and they play Lakota East next game. You know, rival rival from the uh, their conference from the GMC conference, and then um, if they're it, let's say they had Baisley and they and they beat East. And if Oak Hills, Oak Hills plays Wayne and Wayne's the number one seed, if Wayne beats Oak Hills, you'd have a showdown of Wayne and Princeton, which a lot of people were looking forward to um, in the basketball community. That might not happen now. I mean, Princeton has a tough road, you know, mm -hmm. definitely getting past East. And if you look at a team, I'd say Lakota East and Oak Hills probably played Princeton the toughest this year of anybody. And so now they've got to play East without – Two starters. Right. I mean, that's tough. Not just two starters, two really strong players. I mean, when you have a guy going to Syracuse, everyone on – I mean, that changes Lakota East's game plan yep. dramatically. Yep. Dramatically it changes it. So now I think they're going to have to focus on um, that the other guard for Princeton. Darwishi Hunter. Darwishi Hunter. Yep. Exactly, yeah. No. So he'll be the focal point. Darwishi is the leading scorer on the team already. Okay. He's always been the leading scorer of the team. Um, Baisley's been second. But Darwishi, um, he can put it up. Now, mm -hmm. that's that, that – you made a good point because it depends on what he does. Will he go in Russell Westbrook mode mm -hmm. and, and turn it up a notch? He has the capability to do that. And Lakotis has a great player in Jarrett Cox. I don't right. know if you've ever seen him. Yeah. So that could be a great – Cox, uh, Jarrett Cox versus Darwishi Hunter, like those two going at it, right. shot for shot. I could see that happening as well. But it's going to be interesting to see. It's unfortunate with those two players. I personally thought the referee could have just called a technical mm -hmm. with them coming on the court and just kept it moving and leave it there. But it is what it is. Rules are rules. Um, Oak Hills plays Wayne, which I think is going to be an interesting game because Wayne has uh, more talent than Oak Hills, just to be very honest. But Oak Hills has Mike Price, and Mike Price can absolutely coach. Right. He's going to have Wayne scouted down to how they walk off that bus. Everything, what they're eating before the game. Coach Price is going <laughs> to let his kids know this is what's going to happen. And, Charlie, you know this. You know how important it is, your preparation, just what it, when a coach has another team scouted and say this is what's going to happen and this is what you need to be prepared for. It makes the game a lot easier if you pay attention mm -hmm. to the scouting reports and all that. Did you guys focus in on that this year? Yeah, we definitely knew the tendencies of the other team. Um, I mean, a lot of times we would say, don't let so-and-so beat us. Don't let Joey Edmonds or Colin Shaw beat us. Let other guys on the team beat us because we can live with that. We can live with the guy averaging two or three points a game going off for Twenty having the night of his life. Yep. So I mean, a lot of times preparation is very important, especially a team against like playing against Wayne, when you have Deshaun Parker at point and yep. then Darius Quinzenberry, I believe, mm -hmm. playing the two guard. Yep. Two guys who are 
Division One guards and who can really play. So that'll be tough for Oak Hills. Who's the toughest guy you had to guard? Had to guard this year? Or this year and in your entire career. Well, I didn't really guard too many of the great players in our league. Um, and why I is mean, that? I mean, they don't want to be... They did't want me to get tired, you know. They don't want me to grab you, the legs. Because you, yeah, you can't. You got to keep that. Yeah, right, right. The flick exactly. of the wrist going. Man, I don't know. Um, probably, if I had to say, it'd probably be Will Coker. Okay. From Woodward. Yep. Um, you remember that was him? last year. Last year, yeah. yeah. Yep. I played AAU with him for for okay. two years. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, just fast. He could just. He was just so fast. Yeah. So I mean, you couldn't stay in front of him, and if you did, he could rise above you and just smack the backboard and lay it in. So. Not much you can do to stop him. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's look at the other side here of the Division One bracket. Uh, we've got Elder. I mean, gosh, Elder comes in this as a 12 seed. Wow. Yeah, I know, and they're getting ready to play the number two seed, Springfield. That's going to be tough. It's going to be a very tough game. The thing with Elder, you know, you, you just never know. They might have, you know, one or two guys step up and shoot the ball extremely well. Zach Hart might step up and start knocking down threes. Marsh, and if that happens, I think Marsh last game was on fire. <clears throat> he might have had 19 or so points, but those guys go off. You never know. You can't give another team confidence mm -hmm. off at, right at the start. So if, if you're number two seed Springfield and you're playing number 12 seed Elder, you have to punch them in the mouth. Just, I hate to use that phrase, but you have to punch them in the mouth at the start of the game. Yeah. Can't give them any confidence. Exactly. Because yeah. they already they're starting to have confidence. The fact that they're there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, for Elders to be there, I don't know how they finished in the GCL, but I knew they wasn't the favorite because Moeller obviously is a favorite. Yep. So to get to that point, I mean, competing in Springfield, who I'm sure they have a couple guys who can go. So I mean, it'll be they'll be yep. tough. It'll be a tough game. Definitely. Then you have Moeller. Moeller at the top. Uh, Moeller, number one seed. And um, they play Kettering Fairmont. So that's going to, I'm going to say uh, Moeller has a very good chance of winning that basketball game. Mm -hmm. I, I'd like to personally see, just from our area, I'd like to see uh, Moeller versus Elder in the regional semifinal. I think that would be cool. What would really be cool is to have Elder, Moeller, in the final four, the regional semifinal side, and then to have Oak Hills in, you know, Princeton Lakota is one of those. So you have the final four being all from Cincinnati, yeah. That, that would, would be cool. That would be really, really cool. Who would you pick out of that group? Man, probably Moeller, but honestly, I would like to see a Moeller versus Wayne showdown. Yeah. I think that would be crazy. Well, I think a lot of the, 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 the basketball minds were, were hoping for a Mola Princeton. That would be regional final. Too. And that, that would have been at uh, Centos Center. Yeah. So, because you know, you want to see if you look at Mola and Princeton, there are parts of both teams that mirror each other a lot. So you have uh, Mola, Jackson Hayes, he's going to Texas. Princeton has Darius Baisley. He's going to Syracuse. So right off the bat, you've got two high Division One guys, and then you, your next guys, you got Darwishi Hunter, um, who's Darwishi can score as good as anybody in the city of, with, with Princeton, and then Je, uh, Jeremiah Davenport from Moeller, who's having an outstanding year. He's been their best player. Mm -hmm. Jackson Hayes been the most visible guy, and the, the guy people talk about, but Jeremiah Davenport has had the best season mm -hmm. of any Moeller player. So there's just a lot of great pieces, man, to see those, right. those guys go at it. But at the end of the day, whoever gets there, they get there because they've earned it. Right. 
and be, it'd be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch. Now, are you going to go to any more games? I mean, I'm still. Or does it hurt too much? It's, it still hurts a lot, but if something like that comes, if it comes down to uh, a regional final like that, I'll have to, I'll have to go to that, or maybe even Division Three, see Deer Park, and if Madeira gets there, Deer Park Madeira game for a third time, that would be fun to watch. I, and I don't think, I don't think our area gets enough credit for the good basketball that's here. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think we do get credit for having a lot of very good coaches in our area, which we do. I think if you look at not only the state of Ohio, but the tri-state, some of the best coaches around, some of the guys that have been around for the longest are right here in Cincinnati, mm -hmm. uh, right here in, in some in Northern Kentucky for sure. And, um, I, but I think there's so many good players that come out of here that just don't get a good enough, uh, good enough props. Well, look at, um, uh, Played last year at Aiken, Carly Jones, who's at Radford. I mean, that kid is tearing it up. Tearing it up. I remember he was, uh, I think it was, I don't know how long ago it was, but he was playing the tournament. I think, uh, I think it was Aiken Hughes, and I think he went off for 59 in the tournament. <laughs> 59. He's a beast. He's an animal. Well, I said when there were a couple college coaches that I know that were recruiting this area, and they were asking me about him, and I said, don't ask me any questions. Offer the kid. Like, I, I don't, whatever questions you have, yes, yes, yes. Take them. Trust me. He's, he's, when I saw him, I always, last year I called him the Chris Paul of, of Cincinnati. When Chris Paul was younger, he did so many of the things that Chris Paul did. I mean, just that same type of, of swagger, floor, generalship, all that good stuff. And I just knew wherever he went in college, he would definitely do well and, and and sometimes Charlie you could be a good player but you got to find a college that is the right fit for your game and obviously Carleek made a great decision in going to Radford because it's given him the opportunity as a freshman to play right away I think at one point he was like nine time freshman of the week like he broke wow. the record he had a game winner against Liberty did you did you hear about that? Yeah, just a couple days ago. For yes, the, for the championship. For the championship. Go to the tournament for the first time since 2009. Incredible. Crazy. And they really rode the back of Carly Jones, a freshman, right? All season. I mean, just a, a great story. But he went to the school that fit him, you know, very well in his skill set, what he's capable of doing. Which leads me to talk about you and your college decision. Won't you tell everyone where you're going? Uh, Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh. Nice. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, it came down to Carnegie Mellon or Case Western, which is in Cleveland. Yep. And at the end of the day, I just felt like I had known the guys um, in Pittsburgh longer, and it just felt like it was another home. I mean, the, the teammates were really nice, um, all great guys, all smart guys. I mean, they're probably smarter than I am, but... Yeah, and Pittsburgh. Nah, come on now, come on, nobody's smarter than Charlie Tripp. <laughs> Easy. I mean, we don't know. We'll see when I get there, right? Yeah. But uh, I mean, Pittsburgh's a great city. Obviously, Cincinnati is better. Um, Bengals are better. Of course. But well, well, I'm not a Bengals fan, but Cincinnati's better. But come Cincinnati, on. How the area's better. Fan? Huh? How are you not a Bengals fan? Have you not watched them like the last? I don't I mean, know. You got to stick with them. They're good and bad. No, they, they've, they've. When was the last time they won a playoff game? Like 90s, 
Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's just I, I, I don't agree with, with ownership and what they <laughs> do. So I don't feel like wasting my money and energy on yeah. them. So, hey, I respect that you're, you're, you're faithful. You're going to stick to them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, good, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> orange and black faithful. There, faithful. there you go. Well, you're going to take your orange and black gear to school? Without a doubt. You're going to walk around? Oh, yeah. Okay. When I was there last time, I had my AJ Green jersey on. What'd they say to you? I mean, I got some garbage about it, but it happens. Okay. There's probably jealous that AJ Green's on the Bengals, not the Steelers. Really? Okay. I'm, and I'm not a Steelers fan, so I don't <laughs> want you to think I'm like pro Steelers or anything like that. I could care less. Um, but yeah, cool. So uh, during the recruiting process, and I talked to Ryan Reedy about this a little bit with his recruiting process. He still hasn't decided what school he's going to go to, but he had a you know list down to about three or four schools and was weighing you know academics, social life, basketball, and saying, okay, what's the best fit for me? Um, how'd that process go for you? Well, I knew I wanted to go to a school where I'd be challenged academically and through basketball. So, I mean, I knew basketball, I could use basketball as a tool to get me into a better school. Yep. So, had I got, applied to Carnegie Mellon as a regular student, I may not have gotten in. But having basketball kind of pushed me over the edge yep. to being a regular student. So, I mean, I just definitely use basketball as a tool. And then when I get there, it'll be all about basketball and academics, you know, a lot of, and I'll have fun obviously outside of that, but yeah, that's pretty much what it came down to. And that's, that's so true. I know a lot of kids that have had an opportunity to go to a D3. You know, for example, um, I know a player, actually two players, uh, one in particular out of St. X, who uh, did well at St. X, but he honestly didn't have the scores to get into Chicago as a regular student just so happened that he was a very good basketball player. And through that, the basketball allowed him to get into the University of Chicago. He goes to the University of Chicago, gets a degree there, and now is working in San Francisco. It's like, that's, that's how it's done. Right. Like, that's, that's the great thing, I think, sometimes with, with basketball in a sport, you know. And he did fine. Like, he wouldn't have got into Chicago in normal situations as a regular student but he got in for basketball and he did well right like he didn't struggle like he did he adapted well did fine got a job after and is doing well exactly i mean you can use basketball many ways and i think the best way is use it as a tool to i mean improve things in your life so i mean i think i'll do fine next year because um, i'm ready for the challenge so what do you want to major in economics you're smart yeah, there's a lot you can do with it. So. Okay, like? Like, go into marketing, go into finance. I mean, go get a master's degree in business, so a lot of options. Dream job? Ooh, I don't know. At some point, I want to coach the basketball a little bit, you know, come back. maybe. Really? Yeah. Like high school? Yeah, I think it'd be cool to be So the next coach. head coach of Marymount High School in maybe two, not next. 2024, making it a year up, <laughs> is Charlie Tripp. Coming back to his alma mater. Sponsored by Graders. Sponsored by Graders and good people of Marymount. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why you're the king. You call them the good people of Marymount. Yeah, so, so you would coach, huh? I mean, not right away, not right out of college, but at some point I would, I would enjoy that. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Do you love the game? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, how do you do with the, the younger group coming up at Marymount? Are you 
are you one of those guys that, that has influence on them and, and try to talk to them? And as they're coming in as freshmen, you said you came in very cocky. Mm -hmm. Are you talking to them about that? Or is that something that you're trying to get ready to do? Well, I mean, I love it when the freshmen come in confident because that's how you're supposed to come in. I mean, um, obviously, we humble them at some point in time. Right. But it's great when they come in. Yeah, and I definitely have built good relationships with the younger guys. And I just think through just like your Shining Star program. I mean, a lot of Marymount guys, I mean, five, 10 years ago, you didn't see a lot of Marymount guys trying out for teams yep. and playing basketball more than just three months in the winter. But now, I mean, a lot of guys are trying to branch out, play basketball, I mean, in the summer and spring, which I think is great. And that's really how you build a program, a winning program. Yep, yep. And Charlie Tripp changed the culture a little bit. I had a small, very small piece, but I'm uh, proud of that piece. Don't, don't be humble. I'm proud of the little piece. Be <laughs> humble. Uh, that's that's all good. All right. So, in college, um, growing up in this area, there's a lot of great college basketball. We've got right here Xavier, UC, NKU, uh, down a little bit, Kentucky, Louisville, Dayton, right. IU, and keep going on and on. If we go further up north, Michigan, but so much great basketball, and and there will be some people that tell you. The best basketball is here in the Midwest, college-wise. Ohio State, I forgot Ohio State, too. But you mix all those in, there's a lot of great basketball. Um, who are you, for, for teams of this area, who are you the biggest fan of? I mean, I don't really have a team. I just love watching all those guys um, play. I mean, it wasn't too long ago that we had UC and Xavier both in the top ten. Yep. Um, and they might be currently in the top ten, both of them. I'm not sure. In Ohio yep. State, they're having right. a great year with that new coach, Holtman. Yep. I mean, he's doing a, lot a great of, job. Yeah, they're doing a great job. So, I mean, it's just fun to watch all these teams. Well, uh, I, the answer I was looking for is you, you're a Bearcat fan. Like, I, I just wanted you to say that. They're fun to watch. I'm not. Okay. I'm not a diehard Bearcat fan. I mean, you have to be a diehard. I don't expect you to be a diehard. Just enjoy the Bearcats. They're fun to watch. I'll give them that. I'll give them. What was the most fun to watch, I remember, was the Cashmere Wright days. Cashmere oh, Wright, yeah, was, Yancey Gate days, man. Yeah. Sean Kilpatrick, those guys were fun to watch because they could score. They were. They were very fun to watch. These Bearcats this year have been fun to watch. Uh, obviously, they're very, very committed to, to defense. It's fun to watch them rotate and, and play defense. And hopefully, like you said, with having Cincinnati and Xavier in the top ten, hopefully, you know, we have one – maybe two making a big run wouldn't it be crazy if uc played xavier like in the it, final it could four happen. it could happen it really could that would be crazy it would be wild it would be really fun i don't think it's ever happened no and um uh, to my knowledge um did you watch xavier very much this year yeah i got a chance to watch him a couple times i think i saw him play marquette which was a close game marquette's really talented saw him play i think seton hall or providence so, i mean the Big East is tough, uh, tougher than it has been the last couple of years. So, and so is the American Conference. I mean, Wichita State—they're they're phenomenal. So, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Houston's Houston's, Houston's really good there. too. Yeah, they're they're definitely a sleeper. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play them. All right, so let's jump into some fun stuff here. All right, getting towards the end, uh, looking for your opinion on a few things. Are you a shoe guy, Charlie? I'm a shoe guy who can never afford the shoes, but I love, I'm a window shopper, you know? <laughs> You're a window shopper. 
Yeah, that's a 50 Cent song. Yeah, window shot, yeah, from yeah. his movie. Yeah, how's it go? Go ahead, why don't you do it? I'm not gonna do sing it. Sing the, sing the. I know the movie though, Get Rich or Die Trying. That's, that's a great, that was a great movie. I loved the movie. And good soundtrack. And the, oh my God, that, that, his first album, 50 Cent's first album is, is a great one. Now he's, I don't know what he's doing <laughs> now. He's, he's in a different <laughs> world now. I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. So, um, so you're a window shopper. But what are some of your favorite shoes? I always like asking young people this. Some people are right off the bat, they're gonna tell you the exact colorway. I love the Air Jordan, you know, threes and black cement, blah, blah, blah. How about for you? Well, I think almost every high schooler I've talked to, their favorite shoe is Jordan 11, and I have to agree. <laughs> they're just nice, that, they look good, they're clean, they just look good. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Whenever I whenever I go to high school games and I wear the 11s, I always get a lot of people that talk to me about them. They just look good. I mean, yeah, you can pull anyone can pull them off, but you you definitely can pull them off. Uh, I appreciate that. Okay, <laughs> any others? Uh, I like the 13s. They look nice. Um, and then I like I like Paul George's new shoes. Okay, they look good. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, what do you think about LeBron's? Never been a huge LeBron shoe fan. Okay. Um, just never really got into them. Yeah, Too bulky. Big. Bulky. The new ones aren't as bulky, though. They're, they look nice. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, Kyrie? What about his shoe? His shoes, I like them. Okay. Uh, never really worn them, but they look, they look good. They look okay. good on people. Kobe's. I like the Kobe low tops. The low tops are nice. Like the Kobe 9s, just a classic. I like those a lot. Um, I picture you as a Kobe guy, like yeah. playing shoe-wise. Yeah. I like wearing low tops. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Yeah. I could totally see that. Music, all right? Let's talk about music. Let's talk about warm-ups. Now, at Marymount, I think the band plays yeah. during warm-ups, right? Not a huge fan of the band playing. <laughs> Not a huge fan. And I think our athletic director is very aware of my Are you, hate for the fans. <laughs> you let him know? Yeah, I let him know. Man, I guess the king of Marymount didn't have much power in that yeah, I didn't one. get my way. <laughs> so uh, if you didn't have the band and, and you guys could basically make a, a mixed CD of music to play during warm-ups, who would it be? I mean, it would obviously be the hot artists of today. Uh, Migos, Drake, Kendrick, all the hot guys, Uzi. But, I mean, you got to throw some oldies in there. Talk to me. I mean... Talk to me, Charlie. If we know it's a win, maybe put a little ice cube. Today was a good day. Woo! Yeah, we talk might have that to. Talk that uh, talk. Tupac. Uh, I don't know about, we're not, we're not putting Tupac on there. But Biggie. Okay. I had to put Juicy on Juicy? there. Juicy? Yeah. All right. Everybody loves Juicy. Yeah, everyone loves that. Juicy. I think your mom and dad like Juicy. I don't think they do, but <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Come on. Rick's got Juicy on his iPhone. Come uh, on. I doubt it. You don't think so? I doubt it. He's got Elton John on there, though. Yeah, oh, Elton John, classics, you know. Your dad loves Elton John. <laughs> Huge El Elton is he, John guy. Is he going to the concerts? Oh, yeah. He'll be there when they come to Cincinnati, for sure. Okay. Big Rick, Rick Triff on the, the Elton John train. Okay. Um, Migos, Culture 2. Did you like it? I did like it. Um, Better than Culture 1? Uh... Across the board, yes, but I think the top wow. songs from Culture 1 were probably better than the top songs from Culture 2. Okay. You, you, you know you're in the minority with the kids in, really? from that perspective. Yeah, I think a lot of people like the first album better. From top the ones I've talked, The ones that I've talked to. Yes, the ones I've talked to. Hmm. But, hey, you have your opinion. You right. have the, the songs you like. Stir Fry, 
I'm sure you're bumping that. Not as much. I like Made Men. Okay. Slow okay. down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Walk it like I talk it. It's a good one. Walk it like I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you bumping that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see you coming out warm ups to that. Moving like in the beat. Yep. Like herky jerky. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Well, everyone that comes on this show, uh, I, I try to, and I wish our intern was here, Will Sultan. He goes to Anderson, but um, he's in tennis season right now, so he couldn't be here. And um, I had to hip him to Big Daddy Kane. Do you know who Big Daddy Kane is? No. So. Everyone I've had on this show who's in high school has never heard of Big Daddy Kane. So it, it has become my job to make sure this, this younger generation is hip to Big Daddy Kane, one of the great rappers of all time. Of now, all time. One of the great of all time. So let me break it down like this. So Jay-Z's the greatest rapper of all time. That's don't, no discussion there, okay? Jay-Z's the greatest rapper. And in my top five of my favorite rappers is Big Daddy Kane. Now, Big Daddy Kane, Charlie, he had the look, first of all, of a rapper. I think that's very important. Like, you need to look like a rapper. So what does that mean? In 1992, he had the box haircut with the parts in it. He had parts in his eyebrows. He had big gold chains. He had about eight women on his video set. Every video, he had wine and grapes, and he's laying in grapes. Like, just classic good stuff. Right. Uh, he had, his first album was called Long Live the Cane. And he was smooth. He had a song called Smooth Operator. But he's a smooth, a smooth rapper. So I'm going to, when we get off here, I'm going to give you some Big Daddy Kane songs to listen to. And, right. and hopefully you, you, you vibe with them a little bit. I'll let you know how I feel about him. And I think you'll give me a really honest opinion. You'll give him an honest shot. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give him a shot. And see, my intern, Will, didn't give him a shot, you know? And I'm kind of disappointed in Will, you know? The name Big Daddy Kane. Does that scare you? It scares me as far as amateur. It sounds like an amateur to me. His name sounds amateur? Big Daddy Kane. Like, anyone can have that name, I feel like. What? Well... You put Big Daddy before your first name. Big Daddy Charlie. Big Daddy Alex, I mean. Big Daddy Charlie and Big Daddy Alex don't sound good. That's not good. When I heard myself say it, yeah. That's but not so. Cane, like Cane, like. Sugar Cane. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, when we get off here, I'm going to show you, a, first I'm going to show you a picture of him. Okay. Once you see the picture, you're going to go, oh yeah, he was a 90s rapper. You're definitely. Right. If I was to show any, if I was to show your dad mm -hmm. a picture, your dad would go, "Oh, he's got to be a '90s rapper." <laughs> I'm gonna play the music for you, and you're gonna go, "Man, that's that's quality hip hop music." And hopefully, you take it with you, and you know, go off to college and score spread 36 it. points and spread, yeah, spread the spread the love of Big Daddy yeah, Kane. I will. If it's good. It will no. You're you're gonna you're gonna enjoy this because I, I really feel like you have an open mind to to this, whereas others don't. Yeah. You know, but but you're good. You're a good guy. But hey, Charlie, listen, I want to thank you for coming on the show. You did a great job. You articulated your points. You did a very very good job, and you've had a great high school career. And I applaud you for that. And um, I wish you well in college. You just think you're starting over. Right. You're a freshman again. Yeah. Not going out without any tournament wins. That's my goal. My number one Dude, goal now. You have, man, that, 
you got to walk in there with that written on a piece of paper and put that on a wall. I have to right in your dorm blow room. Blow it up, something. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then you're going you're gonna to text me after you get that win. Yeah, I will. And I you're going to say I did. And hopefully you go into college and you have an impact like a Carly Jones we talked about has had. Mm -hmm. you know. But you've got to put in a lot of work between now right. and when you leave for college. Getting stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, exactly. Number Work, one. Working on your defense. Defense, yeah. Strong, getting stronger, playing defense. Would yeah. those be two things that you put at the top of the list? Oh, yeah, definitely at the okay. top of the list. Okay. In college, you do that. I, when I was coming out of high school, I was skinny. I weighed 100 and I graduated high school at 138 pounds. Wow. Yeah, pretty bad. How much do you weigh right now? Like 160. Okay, so you were a lot, you were a lot bigger than, than I was. I was very skinny. Um, I was not committed to playing defense nor did I care about <laughs> playing defense uh, but I had a hey, when I went to UC I had no choice oh with Huggins yeah oh, oh my gosh it was I man. didn't want to know how how bad those practices were I had to I had to really and that's the thing like I tell a lot of kids you have the ability to play defense and I know that because I was in your shoes like I was a awful not not your particular shoes, but <laughs> I was an awful defender because I just didn't care to be a good defender I wasn't in tune with that but when I got to UC Hugs was like look we're gonna we're gonna be successful because of our defense our defense is gonna feed our offense and you know I get to practice and I've got teammates that are going pro man that are like you know I guarded a guy who was 6-6 for half a season I'm about five ten and a half, <laughs> and I'm guarding a six six dude who That's gets not fair. They, yeah, that gets drafted to the Lakers. Like what? Yeah, you know. So, I I was forced to have to learn how to guard. I was like, if I don't learn how to guard here, I'm I'm in I'm in really really bad shape because you know, practices are so very important when you get to college. Practice and, and preparation and practice is, is crucial, and if you don't practice well. Charlie, you're probably not going to play. That's just that's just true for anybody, right. not not just you. So, sorry to stand on the the box and start preaching. I'm sorry, I got back in my hugs mode <laughs> on Bob Huggins' time. So, hey, wish you well. Thank you. And in, in, in college and all that good stuff. So, want to thank everybody for listening to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast, the Basketball Insider Edition. Like I said, we'll be back next week with Glenn Riley and Mario Doremus for our normal pop culture related well, the, uh, No Further Comments podcast. <laughs>